Hello. Just a quick break in character from the usual disclaimer format to welcome you to our traditional bonus episode, to thank you for joining us, and to apologise about the mess in what we are lovingly referring to as The Shed Sessions. Yeah, after we recorded the series finale, producer Ken arranged to have the studio redecorated, meaning we had to relocate for this and a handful of upcoming podcasts. But Ken did know we weren't quite finished with the series, so he booked us the function room round at the Buffs. Ought to give it its name on the door plaque, The Engine Shed. That was a red flag. Yes, the reason we're explaining all this is that you may notice some slight scuffing on the audio quality that Ken usually strives to provide. You mean it sounds like it's been recorded in a metal shed? Parts of it, yeah. That's only a surface blemish, though. It'll polish right out, ride up with wear, and it doesn't affect the performance. Yes, don't worry, dear listener. There's still all the drinking that you've come to expect from us. A bit more, if anything. There was a bar in there. And all of the bad language, which goes hand in hand with that. Again, a bit more, if anything. And some of our encyclopedically researched details might stray from the bullseye of accuracy from time to time. You know the drill. So sit back, crack open your tipple of choice and dive right in while we try to explain to our producer that formica panelin with 50 years of nicotine stains is not the same as soundproofing. Hmm? Exit! Stage left! Hello and welcome to a bonus after the last day of term episode of the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. I'm Dr Velvet. I'm Blackout. And we're here, having rummaged through the bargain bin of our local winner's store and purchased a straight-to-video release. This week, it's a bit of a house party because we're joined by Mr Ozzy Bognops. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Are you all right? I am pretty damn fine and a half, thank you. And you both? Good to hear. It's hot in the city tonight. I think it is, yes. Mm. I think it is. (laughs) May have to take a dram to cool down the ardour. Speaking of which... Yes, hello to everyone. Thanks very much for dropping into this very special casual cultural critique of vintage television where Britain's best love battle axe is never far from our minds because here all roads lead to the mountain and I assure you it's going to be a trek. Before we hole up in our cottage come castle and invite a select number of guests to witness the end of civilization while partying the night away, gentlemen, I've got to ask, what are we drinking? Do you know, I'm in the fashion. Because I am drinking... A Brewdog Punk IPA, which is a post-modern classic, according to the tin. Rebellious. Right. I feel like the punk rock. (laughs) Yes, I think so, and rightly so, rightly so. Mr Bognops. Port. Natch. (laughs) When in Rome. When in Rome. And if it ain't broke, didn't fix it. Mr Blackout. I've got a bottle of... Tyneside Brown. Right. Not the beer you're thinking of. No, no, no. no. Tyneside Brown from the Hadrian Border Brewery. You're not allowed to mention the beer you normally drink that sounds similar. Well, I could be if I was being as uh, rebellious as Dr. Velvet there. <laughs> yes, sir. Enough of such frivolity. Uh, on to tonight's screening. And quite frankly, this defies reasoning and description. So let's just get on the minibus and turn up to the party and smile sweetly. We can always go home early. Can't we? Can't we? Can't we? Oh, hiya, kid. Oh, I'm glad you could come. Here, come inside and meet rest at guests. 
Liz Dawn's House Party is a straight to VHS release in which the erstwhile Coronation Street star hosts an informal domestic gathering captured on an informal domestic videotape and filtered with abnormal comedy, atonal music, and skits. The whole thing was released by Polygram in 1996, bearing a sticker saying, only available on video. And indeed, that's the way it stayed. No re-releases, high-def transfers, or televisual broadcasts of this were made, and to this day, Liz has a 1,000-word Wikipedia entry where the mention of House Party does not appear once. We have watched this, dear listener, so that you don't have to. Although, if you insist, it has been uploaded to a certain free proprietary streaming service. Before we go any further, I would like to confess that I own a copy of this on VHS cassette. I think so, you should apologise, not confess. No, no, no. <laughs> he owns it, so we don't have to. Right. So I'm saving you that. I've saved you some money. Thank actually. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Right? Yeah. You're generous and you're benevolent. Be grateful. So, of course, I have viewed this before. I am aware, gentlemen, that this was your first viewing of this televisual delight. Well, quite. I got through three bottles of port before we got to the record because I had thrown two of the bloody things at the screen. Mm -hmm. So give us the rundown of why does this exist? Uh, No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. I think it was a similar setup to what we have. Um, There were a bunch of people with drinks and something seems like a good idea at that time. Okay. Round a table, Uh, probably, in a hotel somewhere in Manchester. Somewhere like that. Um... I believe, it, this is a complete theory, Liz Dawn, you know, she was on the crest of a wave in terms of her character's popularity in Coronation Street. Yeah. I believe at that time, Corey were dropping the um, the bureaucracy surrounding, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do this, mm. outside of the Corey bubble. Right. Right. Certain members were starting to appear on certain dramas at the same time as they were in Corey. Once upon a time, it was never allowed. Mm-hmm. But they're now off to, off you go, yeah, okay, we recognise, mm-hmm. you can go and do a bit of merch for yourself if you want, you're your own brand, you're strong enough. As long as you don't mention Cory. Yeah, and there is the $50,000 word, ladies and gentlemen, which is dangling, attached to a bird that's hanging in the flies of the fairy lights of her front room. Isn't it? So this is presented as a almost a home video of Liz's birthday party. Where she's got celebrity guests that you know they're like they're her friends. Oh, um, the, the title sequence! It's a who's who. <laughs> yeah. So she's invited them round for the night, and of course we, the viewer, we're going we're going to be there as well. We're going to be part of uh, part of the action. Be a fly this is going to entertain us. Yeah. This is also going to cut away into various little sort of skits which take place in preparation for the party. So we're really getting that flavour of everything that's gone into this. Sure. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that this is incredible. Oh, absolutely. Brilliant isn't the word. I don't know in what way, but mm. this is absolutely incredible. No, no, no. Program. Incredible. Just let the word stand, Doctor. Just yeah. let the word stand. Yeah. It I is think incredible. You've, I think you've mistyped the word excruciating there. Well. <laughs> this is the cheapest hour of video. I'll use, I'll use the word entertainment because I can't find it another one. The cheapest hour of video entertainment you have ever seen. But there is something I want to query with you, gentlemen, which mm. is... Mm-hmm. Um, so, her character in the thing we're not allowed to mention, Mm. Mm -hmm. is quite chippy, optimistic, but not a comedian. Maybe there's a bit, there's an element of comedy in certain situations in which she has to act, but she did have some drama to act through. So when did she become 
uh, a black sparkly dressed comedienne who's clearly the life and soul of any party. Liz Dawn, prior to being on Corrie, was a clubland favourite for years and yeah. years and years. So it's this side of it. I've got a feeling somewhere down the line someone said, let the public see that side of you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or it's been hidden for so long behind scripts of the thing With we're not allowed to Yes, quite. We're not, <laughs> that's the thing we're not allowed to mention. Let's let it flow again. Show how diverse you are, but don't mention it. Mm. But you said it yourself. Jack and Vera on Corrie did get a lot of the more light-hearted storylines. They had drama as well, but the real, real heavy-hitting drama... Was, was usually given out to other characters. Yeah. If anything, they were slightly the comic relief. They were Andy and Flo Cap. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's interesting because any light situation that was in other characters in that soap opera actually stood the test of time better somehow because they hadn't all been in wheel tappers and shunters. It's a who's who of the people. All eight of them. Russell Grant. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Faith Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Les fucking Dennis. Mm-hmm. Indeed. To number three. I mean, this is people of the highest calibre. I, I jest, of course. Um, we'll get onto them in time. We enter the prologue section. It's before Liz's party, and we get a bit of background. Don, her real-life husband, has supposedly forgotten her birthday. Mm-hmm. She's in a bit of a foul temper. There's a knock at the door. Off she goes to the front door, and it's the postman. Except it's not. No. Are you all right, Liz? Come here, there's more. Yeah. It's Jimmy Cricket. Indeed. But before we get there, Mm. I'm observing the breakfast that Don, her real-life husband, appears to have on the table. Right. Which is a can of beans, a bottle of HP sauce and a mug. Yeah. I mean, that's pushing the board out. Uh Well, it is. Well, they've spent all of their money on the the fortifications inside their farmhouse. What do you mean, the bulletproof ones? It's like... They've got, like, this stone... Surround going around the front door. Yeah, and landing lights dangling around the porch by the look then of Then there's the, the outside of it is sort of like a bit oak beamy farmhouse. Time. You go on the inside, it looks like Anik fucking castle. It does, but King before, you get, Space Man. before you get to Anik fucking castle, if you look at the picture that starts the title sequence, it's a very long haul. It's like the fucking tube. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I bet they were going to use that to have all the guests arrive. Yeah. Now, first elephant in the room. Yeah. Why is there a laugh track over this? Yeah, yeah. It's vomit-inducing, actually, that. Oh, it is. Now, obviously, when this was filmed at her front door, mm-hmm. Jimmy Cricket, Liz Dawn, going through some appalling, appalling jokes. jokes. I get that the laugh track is supposed to be there to remind the viewer at home, you can laugh for this bit. It's that's like right. permission yeah, 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 yeah. to laugh that, if you that's want. That's absolutely yeah. right. And, and they need that reminder, because when you've got material... Along a standard of a little birdie told me it was your birthday. Oh, <laughs> and I got you, Prezi. <clears throat> Ooh, time. My favourite person. Ah, oh, can't <laughs> <hurry up. laughs> ah, have you come through? Yeah. So telly? I couldn't afford the telly. Uh-huh. What? What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? And you know the fact is, Liz Dawn, uh, Jimmy Cricket playing to Liz Dawn is basically a typical of the time of the size of audience that he was playing to in his professional career. Right. I mean, sad to say, but yeah. I mean, but he was big. He was huge. He had Eddie Braben, the great Eddie Braben, writing for him. Yeah. Wonder what went wrong. And they also he talks about her next door. Now, looking around, actually. There doesn't appear to be a next door. No. There actually doesn't appear to be any houses within 300 fucking miles of this house. Jimmy had scribbled these notes down. These, 
yeah. on the way to the uh, on the way to the shoot mm-hmm. without having seen the house before. Mm. Yeah, true. He's arrived. He's like, well, I'm not changing it now. Yeah, we get this bit over to Jimmy's the post, but he's also a guest later on at the party. But anyway, cuts to straight into the party. Yes, and yes. Liz is doing a bit of stand up. The main thrust of this is her working through either her old club set or the old club set that she always wanted to do. Because, you know, this is like, this is is her show. This is, yeah, yeah, you know, like this is her moment to shine. She can just throw everything she's got at this because it's her video. She's the Mm -hmm. boss. Boom. In charge. Yeah. But it's a clown that laughs at their own jokes. The first half is all anchored around this appalling stand-up. Yeah. That's been written for her. Yeah. She doesn't have confidence in the delivery. So again, she's there. the laugh track is still there. Mm-hmm. This time, the uh, the Mingled guests at the party the yeah. are sort of laughing. She's laughing at her own jokes mm-hmm. yeah. to tell her guests, "You can laugh now. I've done the funny bit. That now it's your turn. You do that." And the two, yeah, and the two thirds of them are actors and actresses. Means they can act laughing. Yes, and they well, need to yeah. with yeah. jobs of this standard. This is the thing, yeah. man, because this whole bit is shot on two cameras. You got one close up on Liz. You got one wide shot. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also. Major lighting issues, if we're going oh, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> there are also these reaction shots from the guests laughing oh. to the jokes, yeah. which have clearly been filmed at a later point mm-hmm. because they only had two cameras in the room. Mm-hmm. You know that these reactions were filmed later because there's no fucking way on God's clean earth they're laughing at the punchline she's trotting out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We get away from the stand-up for a while. We, we, we get a reprieve. God's very and we good cut, to be. Isn't he? <laughs> and we cut to um, Paul O'Grady in Lily Savage form. This is... Pre big success of Lily, and this for me was the only thing that, that rescued it. Here, 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 here. Natural and a bit of her act, a bit of Lily Savage's act, which is perfect. Yeah. But it just shows up that Liz Dawn actually has no way of reaction reacting. This is precisely my if she problem have with a script it. In front of her. That's yeah. Right. Savage is doing the usual shtick. It's basically a monologue. Um, with Liz Dawn nodding along in agreement, providing the occasional feed line. Except there's no audience there to react to any yeah. of the material coming right. out. Yeah. So straight away, Paul O'Grady's slightly on the back foot because yeah. this material works better in a live context. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, Liz has not rehearsed her own reactions to his jokes, so she's just mumbling all over his lines and ruining the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. He loses confidence in the routine. It doesn't it go anywhere. It's just. Does it, it this is simultaneously the. One of the best things about it on a very short list, and also ruined by its own execution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it worth putting out a long line of red flags that people who act day by day in a soap opera with a script that they are given mm. clearly can't ad lib a fart after eating a goulash? It certainly feels that yes, way. Yes, yes. Because yeah, that's, that's all it looks like to me. There's yeah. absolutely no reaction. And if it is a reaction, it has to be her control of the reaction. Mm-hmm. We thought we were out of the woods. No, we're straight back in them because it's more stand-up from Liz yeah. after we cut away from Lily. Um, a bit of chip fat behind your ears and you were irresistible. Yes, apparently so. I'm having trouble understanding her now. Yes, it's getting was that, that point. Did you yeah. find that as well? Absolutely. <laughs> I thought it was me. I thought I was literally just melting in front of the television in, in hatred and shock. But actually, no, it was her. There is a lovely bit in one of the reaction shots in this segment where, mm-hmm. again, so far we've you know the camera's gone out. We see Jimmy Cricket there in yeah. his tweed jacket. He's mm-hmm. having a great old mm-hmm. time. There's a few shots of Les Dennis sort of chortling away. And Amanda Holden, may Absolutely. I say? Indeed. Well, Indeed. this is the thing. There's like a, a very young Amanda Holden mm-hmm. sitting on the sofa. Is she old next to Les? Next to Les Dennis, 
You know, they were like married. They were a thing mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. In this one particular reaction shot, Amanda Holden, she's finding it hilarious. Head back laughing. Les looks like he's about to stab himself in the leg. The strained smiles on the faces of the party guests, stroke mm-hmm. audience, is actually too much to bear at this point. I mm-hmm. feel their pain. Uh, but I think Liz at this point is too pissed to care. Also, there's an interesting situation here. Looking at the end credits, <laughs> I haven't cut anything out, I'm just saying that, um, that John K. Cooper was a producer of this. Um, he was responsible for producing quite a lot of the audience with things for LWT. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is just like the absolute bargain bucket budget version yeah. of an audience with. To be fair. 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 And, they, and there's two people in the back of Liz Dawn's shot who do exactly the same as people do on the later ones of the audience with. They keep looking into the camera to see if they're still on camera and then forcing <laughs> themselves to remember to smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was a demo reel for that? Liz Dunn wanted an audience with. She's spoken to some exec That's in Granada. An theory. And they've yeah, because she was on quite a few of them. And they've gone, well, tell you what, you knock something together, we'll watch it, we'll see if you've got the chops, because we're not going to throw the money just at your yeah. idea. But, and she's, I've made it. What's even better, I've put it out on video. So now yeah. everyone can see me like, yes, we've watched it, Liz. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, look, and now, as a result of that, it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> well, well, as a result of that, it doesn't need to happen. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's, we do get a welcome retro clip, though, uh, included in uh, just after this. At last. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz was a regular um, co-star in the Larry Grayson show, his ITV show. Mm-hmm. Right. And we get a little clip of a little sketch of her and Larry. Um Great. It's always great to see Larry Grayson, in my opinion. Hey, Love hey. it. The material might not be that strong, but he just needs to stand there and do what he does, what he yeah. does, and it's great. But somebody trying to write what he does, mm-hmm. particularly if it involves a feed, makes it just a lot weaker. Yeah. And when you've got a feed that can't actually be a feed, i.e., Liz Dawn, right, makes it <laughs> even weaker still. Yeah. Which is very sad. You almost feel sorry for him yes. having to carry a sketch that's essentially a two-hander or should be. By this point outside, during Liz's stand-up spot, it appears to be raining, and somehow I wish that I and the camera was out there. This is it, mind. The bad weather's the most entertaining thing about this video. Indeed. Because at that point, having the musical uh, interest in our, our... Before we get to that hell, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You, may, you bring up an interesting point about the weather, etc. Because I kept looking out that window that's just behind her, and we yeah. can see the the days getting shorter and shorter. It's getting darker and darker outside. But mm. there's the rain, and I kept thinking she needs that guttering doing. Yes, we, no, precisely that. The rain is coming off the gutter, and it's not like rain hitting the window. Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah, Don needs to get up with the ladders. But um, <laughs> then Liz sings. So this is the next part of the club set. It, you know, you do a bit. Is, of, yeah, you do a bit of stand up. You finish yeah. on a song. This isn't the end, sadly. Right. But you know, she's um, she's shown the many the many strings to her bow. Well, give him a song. She dropped an octave and a half. She, so she starts singing sonic. memories, and it's like a foghorn being kicked down a tunnel. She was singing yes. memories. I wish I'd lost mine. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was actually the, the song is actually called the way we were, mm. and the way we were before watching this shit was actually happy. So I, yeah, I wouldn't I go that far. Well, <laughs> well, less pissed, more happy. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> Let's not be selfish. Let's share it with a listener. Memories light the corners of my mind. Misty water-colored memories. 
of the way we were. And yeah, she is actually impersonating Ian Cuthbertson singing Barry White. So it is. Blood dub. That's bad enough. Dub. That's bad enough, but then. Dub. Get right in. Dub. 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 There is. But there is a continuity. I mean, not so much an error, more of a fucking welt at this point, because when you have a back shot into the room. Mm hmm. Um, all of a sudden, it's the TARDIS because it appears to have a bar and a television studio and bloody everything in it. This is a big house. Yeah. This now, is a big house. Liz Dawn's birthday was in November. So it could have been dark outside from three or fucking clock. Yeah. So they probably have actually been. This, this is the world's longest party. This is a. this For them there, right, it, it might have been hell on earth to actually sit through it. But they've been on the piss since two in the afternoon. Yeah. And they've thought, just go. You're sitting there, you're getting the drink. There's a bit of a buffet on. Just sit down. This is the thing from the halfway point onwards. Like the the continuity in the guest shots is ropey at best. Mm -hmm. People moving around, people, you know, at one point isn't Faith Brown like laughing at one of her own jokes in a cutaway shot. Faith um, Brown always laughs at her own jokes because she's the only person who will. The audience in general, like the guests, they, this group of people sort of like drifts until the end. All of the people on screen then were not there at the start of the party. You get the impression this has been... It's taken about four days to film. There are people dying. Well, there is a reason it could well end up being a two- or three-day shoot. is because the 8th of November 1996, Liz Dawn's birthday in that year, was a Friday. So it could have taken all fucking weekend. Uh, our betches had them all round for the weekend. Our handful of them. A lot of them will have done it for free because they're mates of Liz. I yes. think, no, no, no. I think they're four hours in to a shoot. She hasn't even got to the fucking first song yet, and there's someone going, I'm going home now. Yes. Fuck yes. this. You yeah. can use the footage that I'm in, but I'm not fucking having any more of this. Indeed. Yeah. Where's the grog? Any more grog? <laughs> Where's that platter with all the, the shrimps on it? That's a photography prop. It's just like plastic and covered in hairspray. Back to the party, and we're in the billiard room. We're in the billiard room with a woman with Beckett's who appears to have had a syringe of crack. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes at the show business. It really does. Um, it's, you Lancashire showbiz types. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a little item where we get to know a little bit about Liz's past. Without and we get to know this without a microphone, so it seems. Yes, that's. Right. And the woman's talking to Liz so, with a gun up her ass. So it it, it it forms like a, it's a little interview. Yeah. As they sat at the bar. So Liz, you know, how are things and all. It, it's supposed to be very casual. Then we're interrupted. Well, actually, no, we get, we get a clip of Liz's first acting job in a commercial for Formica. In 1970. Yeah, which is, all right, fair enough, it is what it is. Um, she even mentions her appearance on the Wheel Tappers and Shunters Club. She right. does. Uh, which, yeah, memorable um, to the likes of us. Yeah, memorable, but sadly not licensable. No. So that's why it wasn't shown. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> and then Fred G arrives. Mm. Do you know what, though? And a little bit of behind the scenes for the listener... Ozzy Bognops nearly went through the ceiling when Fred G arrived on screen. <laughs> because he appeared to look like Frank Cannon. Cannon. Indeed. He appeared to look like Frank Cannon, um, crossed with Bernard Manning and a sizable amount of Larry Grayson. And the fact is, he appeared to be reading his lines from Liz Dawn's shoulder, shoulder pad. <laughs> shoulder pad? But did you notice his hand action throughout all of this? Yes. He grabs on to her arm throughout yes. all of this... Like a drunken man on a Boeing 747 that's it's, plummeting towards the sea. Yes, indeed. It's a cry for help. It's got to be. This entire section is clearly scripted, but again, has not been rehearsed 
at all. It's the first time they're running through this. And finally, we get to the clip that they were allowed to use from the show they're not allowed to mention. This is, yeah, because I'm thinking, how the fuck have they secured the rights? Is this just her, like, with a VHS? Good, put that on. It's my Could it's my be. video. No one's going to stop you. Yeah. Because all of these vintage archive clips look like someone's hit play on the video. I think so, because out of them, there's always a reaction from the seated audience. Maybe that's just them reloading the guns. So that was a nice little bit. Um, to be honest, we, we then cut out of the billiard room, we're back in the main room, and Liz yeah. is back at the piano where she's reading out some birthday cards. Yeah. Like, this is your typical best man speech, faked messages Telegram. on telegrams. Yeah, exactly. No, this is effectively the Jimmy Cricket postman routine. Again. Again. Yes, exactly. She's yeah. reading out false postcards from people she wishes she knew. Indeed. Uh, the only difference being it's actually less funny. And speaking of less... Oh... The butler comes along. If I'd been there, I would have pressed my face onto the piano keyboard and slammed the lid on the back of my neck. Repeatedly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Who is this man? I do recognise him. Me too, but he's clearly somebody who's probably had three and a half minutes in the thing we're not allowed to mention at some point, or had some connection with it. He's certainly a club Absolute clubland comedian, without a doubt. That ah. the thumb literally goes into the waistcoat pocket when yes. he's allowed oh, to yeah, speak. Yeah. He has been on the comedians. That's where right. I've seen okay. his face. Later right. years, though, I'm pretty sure. Okay, interesting. But we talk about less, and then we talk about even less, because, ladies and gentlemen, in three suits, it's Les Bastard Dennis. It really is a little fitting tribute to Dustin G, his former yes, partner, because of course Dustin used to do the impression That's of his right. Yeah, Yeah. You're right, kid. Now, how old is this clip? Four hundred years old. <laughs> it's Les Dennis, Dustin G. Has to G. be about eighty-five, eighty-six. It'll be eighty-five, eighty-six. Is yeah. this early in the days of Les Dennis doing his Mavis impression? Must be because this he's is like overdoing one, it. To this, well, this is like the one thing he hung his career on until yep. Family Fortunes came yeah. along, right? But in this clip, it's shit. It's, it's not. It's not his usual that. Mavis impression. It could it's be, a shit version of the I, thing he would go on to like. I hesitate to use the word perfect, yeah. but he was at least consistent, and you knew, ah, oh, that is the voice of that character. That's an exaggeration. This isn't. This I is saw him important. in pantomime back in 84, and he was doing it then, yeah, and right. it was a little bit more conservative, so maybe that Dustin G clip was even earlier. Okay. Because it was really, he was tossing his head about like he was trying to throw the wig off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All yeah. the lines. One of the and... Two. Of course it was going to happen that uh, he would do the Mavis impression yeah. with her. He, She gives him the feline and then he reacts. Unlike the audience, yes, there's an absolute deathly silent reaction. Oh, yeah. yep. It really is awake yep. at this point. The only reaction we get is the laughter track. They've brought that back in. Yes. To just punch <laughs> the button and, you know, have Wow. Some. And it's interesting because there's the feed line. And then she forgets the next feed line. And then she forgets the next feed line. So there's an awful lot of stumbly back and forward, yeah. which happens when two pros, one of whom could give you a quick answer, one of whom couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Right. And we're discovering this the more pissed she gets. Well, I think, it, yeah, at this point, um, you know, we said before, it's November, it's dark outside. It feels like it's about nine, ten o'clock, and she's been on the lash since Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Fair play to her, I'll say, because I would need to be to get through this, mate. <laughs> yeah, and then family fortunes. Oh, we didn't need this. Well, we did, because Les needs to push this, but, oh, we'll do the big money round. So Les effectively recreates the big money round, asks Liz five questions that would have been asked. You know what, I didn't mind this. 
Mm. It's, did, it's but, not great. He has no props. He has no sound effects. Yeah. You know, he's referring to a screen which isn't in the room. Mm-hmm. He's having to make the uh, uh, yeah. on his own. Yeah. Not all the time, just like once or twice. He's it's trying to get really the inconsistent. To do it, and and they, they, they don't even know what it is because we didn't watch common programs like that. Yeah. But I will say, Les slips into gear. He does. And is instantly better than everything else. Yeah. The thing is the thing. Well, you know, you don't necessarily have to like it, but he's just fucking acting family fortunes and boom, he he's instantly better than anyone else in the room. This is the second occasion where I've been glad of his performance. Yeah. Yep. The first, if we remember, back in the day, was the Bullseye Christmas special yes. where Marty Kane was going, Aka, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he was actually a breath of fresh air. He was reining it in. He was reining her in. in he reined it right in. He was an oasis, yeah. and <laughs> that happened here again. Now, there was a question that was edited out clearly, which is, name something you've had four buckets of, Liz, <laughs> before doing this show. You said Ket. Our survey said <laughs> top answer. Right. right. Absolutely. And then we get the quote. Name a you know name a, fav- a famous uh, soap opera, the soap that the show you're not allowed to mention. With the while, very words. Whilst mm-hmm. she goes ahead and attempts to mention it. Well, she goes coronet. Yeah. And he butts in, and yeah, and then we because instantly, listener, this was like that moment. This was the iPod moment between the three of us. It really was. Yeah, we all just kind of went, ah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, the light bulbs that were shining round our head were quite extraordinary. They were almost as bad as the landing lights that were pinned round Les Dawn's porch. Absolutely not, and that's not a euphemism. Indeed, as bright as the warning lights that appeared as soon as Faith Brown stood up. Yes, indeed. Having we had just had a song um, called "All of Me," and then, as you say, Faith Brown. You see, Faith Brown. She does the odd good impression. She does, and I'm just I'm yeah. used to her just popping up as an impressionist. She was there was Janet Brown and there was Faith Brown. That's right. Back yes. in the yes. day. How did you differentiate between the two? Well, there was two good reasons for that. Yes. And Faith Brown, I don't want to be that crude on this show, but Faith she, Brown she, had she, big tits, she and brought, Janet Brown was married to Peter Butterworth, who was an, a generation earlier. This is it. Faith but, Brown brings it up. It's literally part of her act at this point. Yes. Yeah. Or her act entirely consists of content revolving around her Norris. Yes, that's right. And and her lack of bum, right. as she puts it. And it's like, how we? Come on. Yeah. Um, we, is this the only gig that she can get at this point in 1996? Well, well she, all the impression shows had stopped by the, this they, point. They had. They were really old hard. She Game was, shows she was, by this point? She was doing a lot of panel appearances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. She was doing theatrical appearances. I saw her live in Newcastle, mm-hmm. Theatre Royal. She played Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I remember the the press junket for that. I remember seeing the press junket for that, and I thought, you know, she had to change gear in her career because it, she couldn't go on stage and say, "I wonder what Dolly Parton would say at this point," as I do an impression of Dolly Parton. I'm pleased to bring that up because that wasn't Dolly Parton in any way, shape, or no, form. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no. Again, it's just if I do an American accent. And mention Big Norris, that'll be enough. Right. Exactly. That could have been Telly Savalas. Yeah, indeed. Uh-huh. And the sort of talking about Big Knockers and doing an American accent is like Mike Yarwood Light, because he yep. would just do a characterization with a funny line, uh, maybe with a pair of glasses on. That's all you needed. Yep. And for her, that's all she needed. The big problem was when she normally does her act on television, I shouldn't hold my hands like that. I'm glad you are. I am enjoying it. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Is because normally when she does her act, it's to. You know, in a silent TV studio with the audience a few metres away. When they're all around her, 
they just get involved and they try to top one another. Yeah. And then at some point she clearly says something and Liz Dawn takes exception and, my God, the knives are out. Oh, that's not very nice. Uh -huh. That's not very nice. And right to the end of the act, she's clearly trying to say it right. Fuck off. That's out. <laughs> Go on, leave. And, and Faith is... And I don't mean the her. house, I mean Lancashire. is <laughs> clinging to her like a limpid goat. Oh, no, I, I, I love her. I really do. She's one of the nicest people in show business, which I'm sure Liz Dawn is. I'm sure she was a lovely person. Indeed. Now we get to the point that a lot of people would have been waiting for having bought this on VHS. Fair. There's no yeah. Vera without Jack. Of course. And that would have been asked from the pressing plate. Well, where, where's Jack? Where's, yeah, it, exactly. where's Jack? Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not seen up until this point. That's it's, all. It's presented as a surprise. Yeah. One of the most heavily scripted surprises. Of course, you know? yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's clearly been sitting in the netty up until now. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wearing a terracotta Burton suit and, a, hot, and a hotel artwork tie. Oh, it's... mate, I love it. I love it. This double-breasted suit. Yeah. And he's just got it hanging wide open. Basically, he's doing John Prescott before John Prescott did John Prescott. Right. <laughs> got there in the end. Take nine. It's it's nice. It's nice. He, he, he drifts on like a ship in full sail. Aye. We get a duet out of this. Well, we... Oh. Is this the only part of the whole thing which has been rehearsed but the fact is this was rehearsed the thing is if this, you have a this duet this song their duet feels rehearsed I don't know if they just do it on set in between takes that's the point they do yeah, yeah. But I, they, I, I, they I, feel they know what they're doing for this it's not presented particularly well it's certainly not filmed particularly well no, but, but it's there. they are in their comfort zone with this more than anything else well they're I in their comfort zone because she's a well moderated baritone and he's a strangulated baritone so they're actually in the right key which is a good thing it However, is a good thing Gentlemen, a duet normally implies by 1996, forgive me, we are out of the age of plain chant and opera. But actually, they either sing in harmony or they do something to feed and answer and feed and answer in a duet. They don't just sing it together in the same key. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Cancelling each other yeah. out. Yeah. And so they get everybody else to sing, and you can quite clearly see that there's not that many people actually know all the words. No, yes. no, 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 no. They know me and my shadow, obviously. Yeah. Um, no, I actually saw on look. It was on look north. You must be right. They uh, after every cut, every every take back at the Granada uh, Studios. Yes, as yeah. soon as Bill and Liz came off set. Mm -hmm. Hey, what you bloody doing, Jack? All right, be right over. Cut. That's a take. That's a wrap. Lovely. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Me. And my and that's, and that's actually it's... three octaves above what they're singing <laughs> exactly at. That. But so, then, of course, you see Bill Tommy, Bill Tommy, Bill Tommy has to. I mean, you know, he made a living out of his one CD that he made, of which Fair. I have an autographed copy. Fair. And so he sings The Shadow of Your Smile. Nice link there. I. Again, I refer back to when we were watching this together. <laughs> I know what he's going to say. I, in my I, notes as well, as you would say. No, 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 no. I remember seeing tears fall from your eyes at this point. Tears Morning. falling from my eyes, down my neck, down... In fact, they were actually gathering in the sweat glands behind my ankles because this was the <laughs> end. The fact is, I don't mind if somebody sings a beautiful, meaningful ballad, but sing the fucking tune, pal. Right. He as was clearly gesture. doing the club singer thing. The mic was getting further away the higher the notes. But there were times when he just decided, no, fuck it, I'm not going to sing the tune. I'm going to sing. So what he ended up doing is what every granny used to do in church and sing about four notes and transpose the entire rest of the hymn to those four notes. Yes. And that's what he did until he got to the big finish. Unfortunately, this big finish was a big finish I could have done without. Mm. Now, bear in mind, he effectively gets the headline slot here. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the entire video is shit. <laughs> 
just been less done going, look at me. Let's go and talk about me. Here's a clip of me. Here's a clip of someone pretending to be me. Yeah. Oh, look, it's about me again. The but, fact that she's given him this song at the end speaks of a genuine affection between the mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. True. And he's doing it shit is by the fucking butt. Yeah, but the fact is that there's there's a warmth there. There's kind of... Yeah, you know. Because she just kicked Faith Brown out and clearly he, she's waiting in the car for Bill Tommy. He's bringing 300% sincerity to his song and enough saccharine to fell an elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, he, he might as well have worn a jacket and made a fucking Hermesitas at this point. <laughs> All the sweeteners are available. The only thing that would have outshone this is the infamous... Paul Shane. Yes, uh, you've lost that loving feeling. You've Absolutely. lost that. Yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. thing that could have outshone. And he was the only Lancastrian that wasn't in the room. It's like, yeah. <laughs> indeed. But interestingly, you talk about the panoply of talent that's sitting on that sofa, including more from the mighty Atom and Roy, Margie Clark. I didn't see her. I've looked for her a million times. I, I think she was her. in the very opening with the Nettle Champagne stuff. I think she was standing yeah, there. Yeah, I think you're right. Is that from Margie Clark and the Funky Punch? Yes. And then... Um, there was somebody who all three of us looked at that we believed was uh, Alvin Stardust, but actually Alvin Stardust would be seen fucking dead at a party <laughs> like this without his glove wrapped round her head. So yeah, but then she ends the evening with a line. Uh, it's the I never birth- saw that. Oh, it's, sorry. it's the best. <laughs> she should actually maybe she had, and this is why she delivered this line. It's the best birthday I've ever had. Oh. Do you know, love, you really need to just go back to the set and do what you do. You know, this was a good idea that failed miserably. We get a collective happy birthday. We do, that's the only yes. way you can end this. Gentlemen, we are at the end, I do believe. Yes, I think we oh, are. Oh, we certainly fucking are. are. Yes. Yeah. Um, right, Mr Blackout. Mm-hmm. How many pegs would you take along? To Shit a- sandwich, no pegs. <laughs> Mr Blackout's. <laughs> I wouldn't piss on this video if it was on fire. No pegs. This is this is brutal as fuck. It Doctor, is. It is, isn't it? Doctor, we're it counting is. on you. Yeah, you are. Two pegs. Hear Look, me out. No, okay, okay, Hear me okay. For nothing less than the fucking audacity to release this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're actually placing pegs on not for the show or its quality, but, but it's for... Cojones. For, yeah, exactly. For the chutzpah <laughs> to say, yeah, let's put that out. Right. This might be the lowest scoring thing I've ever been privy to on one of these podcasts. And deservedly so. It's, you know, really. And I was going to give it one peg out of nine for Bill Tom's jacket, but right. I said no. Sorry, no. I was toying between that and the slacks. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, you know, the, the fact is, then you look at the credits as a little afterthought. I looked at the credits, and this has been professionally made camera team, makeup Rewind. design. It's been what? Well, it, it claims to have been professionally made. Right. The credits have been professionally made. Yes. Mr. Blackout, I think we need to know just how many steps you're going to take as far away from this shit as possible. I'll do it in two huge steps. Go for it. Liz Dawn's house party features vintage comedian Jimmy Cricket, who took time out in the 1990s to rock up in three episodes of Surprise Surprise, hosted by the inimitable Scylla Black, who came along to wish all the very best to Robert Carroll G's when this was his life, as did Peggy Mount. No, hang on, everybody. Listen, this is very, very serious, this. Bravo. Splendid job. Splendid job. Very good, very good. I'm here first. 
Mr. Bognobs, how many steps are you to join me? Two massive strides. Oof. <laughs> Dawn's house party was graced with the presence of Russell Grant, who rolled up in the 1990 Family Fortune Celebrity Christmas Special next to Barbara Windsor, who occupied one of 1975's Celebrity Squares, not unadjacent to Peggy Mount. Hey, you're right, Ken. Thank you, thank you very much. Which only leaves the inimitable Dr. Velvet. Mm -hmm. Well, I can do this and as many steps that are the equivalent to how many times I'll watch this again in my life. One. Liz Dawn's House Party stars Faith Brown, who of course appeared in 1978's Golden Gala, as did... You all right, kid? Peggy Mount? Why not take all of me, oh, baby, can't you see? That's brilliant. That is triumphant, Doctor. Triumphant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Necessary. Marvelous. Right, and that's that. We're exhausted. I'm just off to search for the video of Violet Carson's Ket Marathon. While I do that... Blackout's got your socials. Yes, thanks once again for being with us. If you'd like to get in touch, just to tell us to fucking stop this, you can email <laughs> PeggyManPod at gmail.com or we are PeggyManPod on Twitter, Facebook and the Instagram. Five-star ratings are always welcome on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to us. Don't forget to go to PeggyManPod.com, check out the show notes for this and for all of our other episodes. It's as simple as that. It really is. Thank you once again to Mr. Bognops for your appearance and your input. A total delight and a joy, and thank you both very much. That liar, never have to liar, watch this again. because when you were watching it, you looked at us like you wanted to kill us, and that was after <laughs> and that was after fifteen minutes. So that, Oddly enough, we were after fifteen there. minutes and sober. Do you know what I mean? Oddly enough, we were sitting there looking like we wanted to die anyway. So. Yes, exactly. Right, right. I could have just helped. And that's it. Thank you for joining us for this little bit of an end of term special of the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. We will be back later in the year. You know the drill by now. Just keep listening, keep watching the Twitter, keep watching the Instas, and things will be revealed. There's all kinds coming, so don't get complacent. Stay tuned. Until the next time, keep smoking! Peggy Mount Calamity Hour is a free podcast from Michael Media which holds production copyright. Opinions and recollections expressed are not to be taken as fact. The title and credit music is by Dr. Velvet. Audio segments from television programs are presented for review and informational purposes only under fair use, and no ownership of these is claimed or implied by this show. For more information, visit PeggyMountPod.com. Peggy Mount Pod.com.